0: And good morning. My name is Dr. Jennifer Kaufman, your host for our podcast show, episode number 13. Women today are looking to reinvent themselves in new arenas of entrepreneurship. Every week, we have powerful entrepreneurs to share their success on their journeys and how they've gotten there today. Today, I have Madeline Silver, the creator of Freedom Switch Formula, who is an expert when it comes to scaling, leading, and elevating businesses beyond the initial startup stage. She successfully created an eight-hour work week while growing her profit margin to an impressive 65%. Madeline spent the last two decades mentoring, coaching, consulting healers and chiropractors to do the same. Madeline is passionate about empowering women to step into their unique leadership roles. Please welcome Madeline. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm awesome. doing
1: great. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I really appreciate
0: it. Oh, you're very really welcome. You're welcome. Tell us about our audience. Um just how you got here because this wasn't initially like kind of where you've started in life and kind of your journey along the way that's allowed you to now help other entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I started out uh, in a diff- totally different business than I am right now. I did insurance billing for chiropractors. So very kind of nuts and bolts, very linear. And um, I quickly grew that business. So about nine months into my business, I was making six figures. And, and the second year, I, I doubled my revenue. And then I did that again the third year. And I was, you know, doing really well in business and well on my way to seven figures when the balloon kind of, I mean, the air went out of the balloon. I just kind of deflated. And, um, you know, on the outside, looking in, I look really successful. Like I really had my, my stuff together, but on the inside, I was really exhausted and tired. I was working crazy amount of hours running my business and I even had eight full-time employees working for me and it still didn't quite alleviate. I was still working probably 60, 70 hours a week and sacrificing a lot of things outside of my business because I just didn't have time or energy to do anything after I worked my 12, 14 hour days. And, you know, and so I was kind of stuck in that. I call it the delay and resign cycle when we kind of delay up-leveling our systems and our businesses. Mm -hmm. And so we get stuck at a certain level or, and and then there's also the other piece that happens, we kind of resign into it. Mm -hmm. Meaning that we don't necessarily know what to do differently. And so we resign that this is probably as good as it's gonna get. And I was definitely in that mode uh, to the level where I almost didn't want to take on any new clients anymore. I was just so burnt out. I didn't know how I was going to be able to do more of what I was already doing to get any further than I was. Now I did have a little bit of a silver lining at the time because I was making pretty good money. You know, I was I was making good money. I was, you know, like I said, I of course I got some accolades from my from my colleagues and people seeing me from the outside, and you know, I looked really successful and. Yeah, I got to take some vacations, short vacations here and there, and had a fairly comfortable lifestyle, except I was completely exhausted and tired most of the time, and uh, worked way too much. And so, so, you know, what happened for me is that actually things got way worse before they got better, and uh, my silver lining disappeared, and so big changes in the insurance industry, in the health insurance industry, like we've seen the last couple of years, so... I was working on a commission-based business, so overnight I lost my profit margin, my, 30, my 30% profit margin pretty much went away,
0: huh.
1: and and so even though I was making half a million dollars a year, I didn't have any profit margin left, right. and it was just crazy, right, right. And, and so it got so bad that my husband and I, we almost lost our home, so... Um, we basically had foreclosure papers and were able to sell our business, I mean our house, just in time uh, to not lose the house. And so we made a tiny bit, you know, a little bit of money on the sale of our home. And so I was lying there in our rental and just stressed out, scared, and didn't really know what I was going to do with my business. And this was, you know, like a lot of uh, women entrepreneurs and 29% of women in the workforce I'm the main earner in my family. So without my paycheck, which we had zero now because there was no profit margin in the business, um, we didn't have any money coming in. So it was really stressful. And um, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do that in the middle of the night when I was lying there, that I was going to do whatever it took to turn my business around. And I had no idea how. I mean, clearly no idea how. But I was committed to showing up for it. And so the next day, I sat my husband down, and I looked him in the eye, and I said, you know, um, I want to take half of the money we made from the house, from selling the house to live for, and I think it was maybe, if we were lucky, going to last us maybe six months, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I said, I want to take the other half, and I want to invest it into my now slowly failing business, right? (laughs) And um, like, this is... (laughs) You know, and um, obviously I totally got the marriage jackpot because my husband was like, okay, you know, he, he actually agreed with me and let me do this crazy thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I got, I got a good guy on my hands, luckily. (laughs) And it changed, you know, and so with that little bit of thing, I completely uh, transformed my business and totally changed how I set up the business, the business structure, how I was working with, and and in the end, I, I worked myself out of a job, I call it. You know, I was ending up working eight hours a week and, um, and grew my profit margin up to 65%. Wow. And, f- yeah, and so, and that's, you know, using those ideas that I developed at the time, which I stumbled across mostly because I'm motivated, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Got
1: really my, my, uh, my back against the wall, ready to, to jump in and make changes. Awesome. And so, yeah, yeah. Kind of my
0: story. Well, you um, over time have had to develop some habits and belief systems in order to achieve success. Because clearly, you're not one that just sits back and waits for things to happen. It seems like you make things happen. So, if you were to say certain habits and belief systems as an entrepreneur that keep you in your zone of genius, that allow you to keep creating success, what are some of the most important things to you?
1: It's a couple of things. I think one thing I learned over time that, um, you know, focusing on a lot of different things, trying to accomplish lots of different things all at once, Usually, uh, I end up doing nothing. Nothing really happens. And, you know, like I, I, I noticed this because I, I'm very goal oriented. So I would sit down every year and I would write down, you know, like 25 different goals for the year, 100 <laughs> goals for the year, and then there would be the same goals the next year. And I would be like, okay, like it's not like I was completely slacking off all year, but it seems like I haven't really moved. And so what I started doing, I read this book called The Rockefeller Habit. One of my coaches passed it on to me, and it's a phenomenal book. really recommend it. Um, and this book, basically, The Rockefeller Habit, is all about focusing on one main thing each quarter of the year. Yes. And so that's what I did, uh, and it just transformed everything for me. So I'm really focused on uh, focusing on one thing and, and figuring that out. It, so for example, right now, I'm in a startup phase of my business. So the number one thing that I'm focusing on right now is marketing, you know, really getting my marketing dialed in so I can take it to the next level, right? So different levels of business, you'd need to focus on different things. So that, I think that's an important thing. Um, the other thing that I really do too is, is kind of talked a little bit about that in my story. For me, it's, it's really about not, um, it's just, doing the right thing at the right time too. Uh, figuring out what that right thing is. And, and I also found out like I had my back against the wall a lot of times in my business and life. And I don't, you know, I rarely know how I'm going to get out of a situation, just like what was going on in my story that I shared. But I kind of made it through those times so many times these <laughs> now that when I look back, uh, I kind of go, okay, like even when I'm there and I don't really know how it's going to turn out going forward, there's a level of faith that uh-huh. comes that kind of takes mm-hmm. over. Like I, I know I kind of have a peck timing. It usually works out. Uh-huh. And my commitment that I set for myself is I'm going to show up and I'm going to do whatever I can that's within my control. Because there's so many things in life that's just, and especially in business too, that's just so out of con- our control. We don't know. Right. Um, but if we show up fully, I think it really makes a big difference.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you, um, I mean, you've already kind of gone over about the standards and stuff that you have, but um, for you and your husband, husband and my husband and I too, we have a top core of people that we surround ourselves by and we're kind of the sum total of those five people, whether we talk to them on the phone or through Facebook or they show up at your house, are there certain qualities of people, of those people that yeah. you allow to be in your circle? And ha- you know, have those qualities changed over the years?
1: Yes, I mean, that's a really good question. I think that's absolutely really important to surround ourselves with with people that are like-minded. And especially as women, I think it's incredibly important um, to have support. I think we can thrive on it. I know I do. Um, and I I tend to believe that we create our reality or at least that we get to, uh, we, at least we get to create the experience of our reality, right? So I know there's a lot of people that are, stuck in horrific circumstances on this planet and I don't mean to diminish anything that they are going through but when I hear about somebody like Nelson Mandela for example who was in prison for decades and away from his family and he lost so much but still was able to keep a really open and positive mind through it all I'm just totally blown away now I don't know if I personally could do that but for the most part I and the people I'm in contact with, we mostly have what I would call the first world problems. Right. Yes. Um, and so I I'm imagining like if Nelson Mandela could have the capacity, I'm not feeling victimized by the circumstances that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I am imagining that I can too, uh, it, in my, in my life.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah. If there's something that negative comes up, um, What are some of the things you use to get yourself back into state?
1: Yeah, so to me, obviously, it's 90% mindset. And if I lose my positive forward thinking mindset, I I really feel off my game. And I think this is why, like you were talking about, you have five people. I definitely have like-minded women entrepreneurs that I can reach out to. And, of course, my coaches to really shift my perspective. Uh, I always say that, you know, the mind is a really dangerous thing left alone. You know, and it just kind of spins off in circles. And sometimes when I'm down in the dumps, I can really get myself into stinky thinking. <laughs> so as a matter, you know, right? So, And I can't necessarily figure out it on my own. And usually when I try to figure it out, it usually gets worse. Right. And which is why I really need other people in my corner in those moments that I can reach out to and connect with so that can help me shift my thinking. Um, you know, Albert Einstein said that you can't really solve a problem from the same perspective that it was created. Absolutely. Um, and so there's a couple of things that I say to myself, like I always says, you know, um, this too shall pass. So if I'm really in the dumps and I'm feeling negative and, and it just kind of feeling overwhelmed or whatever's going on, I just said, you know, this too shall pass. We can always count on change in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I also think that we only get to have our feelings and a negative mindset for about 30 seconds. That's what I call our knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. But once we have a feeling or a negative thought that's not actually supporting us for longer than 30 seconds, we are generally recreating it or perpetuating it by obsessing over it, right? And, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily easy to stop, but it helps me to realize that oh, I'm, I'm, thir- I'm past my 32nd point, and now I'm just kind of, you know, perpetuating the situation, and I kind of have a choice uh, to make a different, to, to shift that perspective in some way. And usually that's when I reach out to people, if, if I get stuck in my own, own stinking thinking.
0: Tell us about how your coaching business is different from other coaching business that may be more of the startup um, and helping an entrepreneur from the ground up. Uh, where do you come in and how do you help them to, to lift up that business?
1: Yeah, a great question. So I think you know, m- most coaches and consultants focus on the startup, startup phase of helping entrepreneurs getting started and maybe making it to six figures. And I think that makes perfect sense because obviously getting that rocket in the air takes a tremendous amount of energy and anybody who started a business knows how much work it is to really make it past and into it, like get some initial startup success. Um, but once you've had that, um, what we, you know, we know that about 50% of entrepreneurs makes it to the startup success. But to actually go past that, only 5% of entrepreneurs make it. And... I think a lot of times people miss this part it's almost there's a little bit of a shift that needs to happen to up level your structure and excuse me and up level your team in order to actually continue to grow so it's very similar to a potted plant I'm, I'm not I'm by no means have green fingers I pretty much kill anything in a plant but maybe you have had this experience you know where um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a potted plant and you know it's been growing really and fine and it's beautiful, and then all of a sudden it's not growing anymore. And so you're watering it, you're trying to figure out what's going on, and then finally you realize, oh yeah, it's in this tiny little pot that I got it in. So, and so you realize, okay, I need to repot the plant. So you go out and get a bigger pot and you repot the plant, and then finally it starts growing again. And your business is very much like that you know that if you don't have the structure and the foundation to support the the initial the, the continued growth after the startup you kind of stagnate and i think that shift is what i really help people create to take people from that from who have had, who who are in the initial startup success kind of actually have an offer that's working their marketing's working pretty well and now they want to take it all the way to take it up that Uh, to up level their their team up level their business structures and supporting them and growing further
0: would you say that um you take a look at their marketing as well that possibly do you change things with their marketing from when they first started to where they want to go now
1: right so it's an interesting thing about marketing I absolutely think uh, you know marketing is not necessarily my key expertise I'm more of a strategist Uh, and I think a lot of really successful business owners uh, focus so much on marketing and obviously of course we want new clients and like I said of course like me like I'm in a startup stage of my business you have to focus on building an audience and creating a market and clientele for yourself but once you've done that I hear so many business owners who's kind of made it past the initial startup success, who says, well, the marketing I used to do is no longer working for me. And they think it's a problem with the marketing. But when it really comes down to it, once they actually up-level the structure that I'm in and and shift the strategy around their business, the marketing that I have in place is actually working pretty well. Yeah, of course, you know, I think in this day and time, we all need to be online. Uh, I think that's obviously a huge part, even if you have a brick and mortar business to capitalize on the online market. And I think also really tapping into the millennial market space. So there's definitely some strategies around marketing that I would help people implement, but it's not necessarily the main focus.
0: Who are some of your clients that you have today?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, because I worked uh, so much in the brick and mortar business, and I had a brick and mortar business myself, a lot of brick and mortar business owners come to me, and I think it's you know I help people scale and lead and what I call rock their business, you know, kind of really uh, making that happen. But I think there's a misconception a lot of times around brick and mortar business owners like chiropractors and retailers and healers and and and. People who, maybe realtors, they don't think that they can actually scale their business, right? Um, and Because they think that you have to be online or have a virtual business to make that happen. But there's definitely techniques that you can utilize. Um, and, and I think people really have a misconception between scaling and growing their business. Where growing your business is basically adding clients at the same rate that you are adding an overhead, and scaling really is adding clients an exponential rate without really increasing your overhead. So looking at that and what services, products, and things that you offer in your business that could potentially add a lot of clients without adding a lot of overhead. So that's something that I help my clients figure out.
0: When you take on the clients, do you typically do it? Is it an interview process? Do you have them fill out a form, and then you take a look yeah. at the business? And is go ahead?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the very first step that I have people do, and when you go to my website, you'll find I have a Freedom Switch Assessment, which basically tells you what what stage in business you're in. So I have five stages. And it tells you also exactly what you need to focus in, what stage you're in, and exactly um, what one of the key breakdowns that you need to watch out for uh, in your business. And so that really helps people to direct them. Now, if they're not what I would call in the, in the freedom switch moment, which is why I really help people kind of take them from the startup to the next level, then I connect them with really amazing resources. So other business coaches and consultants. So like in the startup stage, I connect them with somebody who's my marketing strategist. And, um, you know, and in the dream up stage, which is even before the startup stage, I connect people with, um, with somebody who really helps them creating their message and their branding. So, you know, so they get the support that they need depending on what level and stage their business they're in.
0: Awesome. Now, the business you have now, is this business just you or do you also have employees with this business?
1: So I do have employees because, you know, it is really uh, phenomenal right now. I, it's really exciting for me because I get to look at my business because if i had that had my silver lining, my cash flow taken out of my my last business, which I think is really a blessing at this point, right? Because it really forced me to make changes in my business and not get stuck in that role. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now when I'm approaching my new business, I'm already thinking about, okay, what is the the lifestyle and how do I want to structure this business so that I can work very little? And and my husband and I, we really like to travel. So we are actually currently been traveling for a year and a half. And so we're just on the road. And yeah, and I spent two months in Europe last year. And, uh, and so, you know, that's our lifestyle. And so I want to have a business that fits that and still have a really big impact. And so I have people that I work with. Uh, I have both vendors, outside vendors who are just strategists who are, you know, the things that I don't do very well or the things that I don't really like doing, I, I want to outsource. I want somebody else to do them. Right. And so I have one, yeah, so a lot of the, like I said, marketing is not necessarily my genius. I have some really good strategists around it. So I have a marketing strategist that I work with who will help me really implement things. Um, and I have a couple of uh, virtual assistants, one that's my techy VA and one that's my social media VA. And I have somebody who handles our client care. So when clients come to us and have questions, they get supported.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit um, more about you, how would you say, um, especially with traveling and the business and everything that you have going on, how far out do you plan your life? Do you and your husband plan daily, weekly, monthly? Do you go out a year? Do you go out more than a few years? And um, what sort of, you know, are you guys planning like sitting down on a Sunday and saying what the week's going to be like or how do you do that? So really
1: good, uh, good question. Yeah, so I think uh, business-wise, I have a really big vision of kind of why I want the end goal to be, so I'm looking to really grow a high-level coaching consulting business. So right now, I'm only focusing on the step that's right in front of me. That's like day-to-day. That's my focus, but I have the big vision to kind of propel me forward. And then when it comes to our traveling and what we are doing, um, it's pretty fluid, that kind of changes much more. And we are both kind of homebodies and a little bit of introverts, so we like you know, like hanging out at home, uh, mm-hmm. whatever that might be, and so we kind of chill that way. And But we also love to explore things, and we love music, so we go and see a lot of live music shows.
0: Awesome. Uh,
1: and, but it's much more fluid.
0: How would you say, um, do you have daily routines when you get up in the morning, certain things that allow you to have a more successful day?
1: Absolutely. So I totally believe that structure equals freedom. <laughs> and I think that having structure in our lives really helps us to uh, get more stuff done and, and be more focused on what needs to happen. And so usually, like I said, like, I have one thing that I may be focused on. And once that's mastered, I will move on to the next thing to propel me forward in my overall vision, mm-hmm. but right now it's like I said, it's all about marketing because I'm in the startup stage of my business. Right. And so that's my number one focus day to day. And in my morning routine, I usually up early, so I'm usually up around six in the morning, and I usually work a couple of hours, then have breakfast and chill with my husband for maybe an hour, and um, and then I usually work on my projects. I mean, in the morning I usually do. Social media, maybe email—you know, like light stuff—and then after breakfast, I usually get dive into the bigger projects that I'm working on, and I focus on that. And um, and then you know, if I, I like you know, and then I take lunch, and I usually done around two or three or so. Um, and I also schedule left brain things on certain days and right brain things on other days to kind mm-hmm. of just eliminate as much of the transition time as possible because I found that anytime day there's transition time, there's an opportunity for negativity or you get unmotivated or you don't know how to get started on the next thing. And I also f- found, you know, like I actually love numbers. So I do some of my own bookkeeping uh, and look at numbers a lot in my stats, but at the same time, I'm really creative in, in my design and my strategy. So, but I separate those tasks out for different days. Uh, uh, for the most part.
0: That's really interesting. Okay. I like that. Um, leaders or readers, you already mentioned a book that you, you read about goals, and um, do you prefer books? Do you prefer audibles? How often do you like to read? Are there types of books that you like to read?
1: Yeah, so I think that if I feel stuck, I always are looking for a different perspective. So I'm always looking to pivot that mindset so I can get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And so either that's through connecting with people or reading a book or, um, these days I do a tremendous amount of online consumptions. I definitely do that. I know I have the whole bookshelf behind me, but this is actually not mine. <laughs> 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 but, um, but you know, uh, but I do, And so I used to read tons of books, but now I tend to consume mostly online. So I find, especially in business, there's so many free courses and trainings being offered by experts in the field. And so I take a lot of the free classes and strategies. And like I've been taking a Pinterest training, a LinkedIn training. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've been studying about what it takes to have, like I have a friend of mine who has this, you know, $10 million business. So he has a business strategy course that he offered a 10 day course that was free. So I took that. And so some of it is paid, but, but a lot of it, there's so much amazing information and blogs and right, uh, right. and podcasts. And,
0: right. So right. I, I love
1: listening to all of that. Yeah. And staying, so that's usually how I consume information these days.
0: Okay. Awesome. Now if there's three things that you could give to our listeners today that are either new entrepreneurs or people that have been entrepreneurs for a while, what would you say have been the most important things that you've learned along the way as an entrepreneur?
1: Hmm. That's really great. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so I think it's different depending on where they are in their business. So I think that if you already have started your business and you have had some initials, what I would call the initial startup success, you've basically proven that you have a good offer that people want and you feel you know you have a pretty nice clientele. You might not be completely maxed out or exactly where you want to be, but you have a pretty good base. Then I think just to, to keep capitalizing on a success you already have in your business because there's so many things that you probably are doing right and that are really working in your business is really looking at business strategy and your business structure and how you will scale from there in a really sustainable way that fits your lifestyle Um, so that you can really step out of being in the center of the business and really begin leading your business really making that transition that probably would be my number one focus for you now, if you brand new business or you're thinking about starting a business, I can't imagine a better lifestyle than being an entrepreneur. I mean, I absolutely love it. I mean, so much freedom and it's so much fun to really be able to change people's lives. I mean, I feel like I get to have an impact in people's future and, they, and really helping them to, to realize that I actually can have and live their entrepreneurial dream. And so if that's you, you're thinking about it, you want to start a business, then um, I recommend like if you haven't yet started and you in what I call the dream up stage, uh, you you really kind of thinking about it and dreaming it out, uh, in the dream up stage, the number one thing to really focus on is, is your offering, what are you going to offer and also your message. So how are you going to communicate that to people in a compelling way? So that also includes branding. So what sets you apart in the market space? So if that's you, that's really the number one thing you want to focus on. There's a lot of, you know, it's easy to get distracted by the shiny objects. But if you can really stay focused on that until you get that dialed in, then you launch your business. And in the startup stage, really the number one thing, and I've been saying it several times because that's where I'm at, is the marketing. Really getting your message out to people so you can reach your ideal clients, the people that really are waiting for you in your business and connecting with them. And, um, and watching out you know, and 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 focusing on that.
0: What would you say before we close today uh, for the businesses that you know they say there's only a certain percentage within five years that even make it, and um, what the ones that do make it past that five year mark, what is different between the two businesses, the ones that that have to close their doors and the ones that are actually able to take off after that five years? would you say any themes?
1: Right. Yeah. That's an interesting question. You know, I, and the first thing that came to mind when you, when you asked that is, I don't know how I would ever even consider doing, trying to do anything that I've never done before without having a guide or mentor and coach, you know, somebody who actually walked that way, who knows how to get there, who can guide me and help me on my way. So I'm not just spinning my wheels. And I think that's probably one of the number one reasons that people fail is because they just don't know what it takes to run a business. A lot of people, um, you know, like I worked a lot with chiropractors, and a lot of the chiropractors are phenomenal adjusters. They're amazing adjusters, right? They're really good with the art of chiropractic. But when it comes to really running their business, I mean, usually right. it's like the ugly sales. They rather just, <laughs> uh, rather not do it. Right? Jennifer, right? Wow. You know this. <laughs> right? They kind of like, how, how in the world? Like, I just want to adjust. How do they end up now I have to run this? Like, it's so foreign. Right? It's mm-hmm. almost because you come out of school and nobody ever teaches you that stuff. So it mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, if you don't have somebody who helps you with this stuff, that's not your genius.
0: Right. Right.
1: Uh, you know, it's it's really hard to make it in business if you're just kind of winging it and, and throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what's going to stick.
0: I think that's so huge. I know in business or even in working out or in nutrition or whatever I did in business, I would see my stats go up every time when I had a coach. And if I didn't mm-hmm. have a coach, you would see Collections go down, patient visits go down, new goes down because it just, the coach helps you to see what you can't see. And there may be like this force for the trees and you're in it and you can't necessarily see what's on the other side. And if you haven't done it before and you're missing, you know, always chiropractor, we're good at adjusting, but we don't always in school, we got one class on business And, um, so for those that do get out that don't have a coach, it can be challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Can you tell our audience where they can find you? Um, is there a website, a contact, if they have questions, where can they learn more about Freedom Switch?
1: Yeah, so I think the best place really is to start, like I said, is to take the Freedom Switch assessment, which just tells you what stage in business you're in and helps you to kind of focus in. Um, And of course, you get phenomenal resources no matter where you're at in in that stage. So, and you can find that on my website and that's thefreedomswitch.com. You can jump on there. And I think that's probably the best place to get started.
0: awesome awesome Awesome. well thank you very much today for your time and you have a beautiful rest of your day yeah thank you so much jennifer you're welcome really appreciate
1: being here thank you